0: welcome to the way of crypto podcast i'm your host nathan today's date is wednesday june 8th it is 2 20 p.m eastern standard time only important for market stuff of course and by the time you're listening it's probably outdated anyways uh today not a bad day uh we had a little bit of a pump over the last uh 48 hours or so pump uh pump dip pump dip uh going on and we are right now cruising just above 30,000 usd for one bitcoin uh it's crazy to think that that's not bad isn't it like uh when we look at the last um 30 days 45 days or so and uh, we look at a thirty-thousand-dollar bitcoin and we're like oh that's not too bad uh but it is the time we are living in right now and bitcoin is a steal uh at this price way undervalued um So if you're not in the market, if you listen to this podcast and you're not in the market, non-financial advice, of course, but opportunities like this won't last forever. And uh, this could go on. We may get this opportunity all 2023, but it's not going to last forever. Just like that $3,000 Bitcoin uh, didn't last forever. Looking at the greed and fear index, we're currently sitting at a 17, still extreme fear, a little bit up from uh, yesterday. I said we'd be down. Uh, guess I was wrong there. Uh, yesterday it was a 15. Today we bumped up. I kind of thought we were going to slowly bleed, and then the, the greed and fear index was going to... Uh, drop into more extreme fear, but I was wrong on that call. You can't be right on everything. Um, some news going on today. Nothing too crazy. A little bit of a slow news day. Uh, some stuff going on, a little bit of fog going on in Russia. Uh, still no clarification on whether the governor in New York is going to sign the mining ban bill. Um, right now, it is still undecided, uh, so more to follow on that. But at the time of this recording, nothing has been signed, and it may it looks it looks like there is a possibility, uh, a good possibility that it won't actually be signed, which is positive news for New York. Uh, we'll have a little look at the markets here. We have Bitcoin, like I said, thirty thousand two hundred eighty nine dollars uh, up. It, slightly in the twenty-four hour, but not not really under one up one under one percent in the twenty-four hour. Uh, Ethereum at seventeen ninety-two. BNB at two eighty-eight. Actually up one point one percent. Down five for the seven day, but up one point one percent, which is good news considering the Security Exchange Commission is kind of looking at uh, looking at finance right now. Cardano is up another five percent. Continues to drift up. While Solana continues to bleed, I think it's just scooping market share. People are ditching Solana, moving to Cardano. Uh, everyone thought Solana was going to be the Ethereum killer, right? Um, that's kind of been proven over the last uh, year that that is 100% not the case anytime soon. Solana is clearly in beta uh, at this point with, uh, with the network going down almost on a reliably regular basis. Uh, Cardano not so much, and people are moving to Cardano. Maybe is a potential Ethereum killer, um, but it's something to watch for sure. XRP is at thirty nine cents, really forty cents, thirty nine point nine cents. Uh, Solana is at thirty eight, under forty dollars, at thirty eight ninety seven. Dogecoin at around eight cents. Polkadot around nine bucks. Any big movers? Shiba sitting sitting pretty, down one percent. On the twenty-four, down five percent on the seven-day. Uh, yeah, so not nothing, not no no real action uh, in the markets today, other than Bitcoin holding strong and Cardano getting a little pump, five percent, uh, if you can call that a pump in crypto. But it's hot, it's Cardano is experiencing some upward price action at the moment. Uh, we will dig into today's news. Russia, Bill, it being introduced as Russia to ban digital assets as as payment, uh, has been introduced in Russian parliament. The, the legislation would oblige the DFA managers to withhold any deals implicating the usage of crypto as a monetary surrogate. Um, so maybe they're getting ready to introduce some kind of CBDC. Who knows? The ruble is actually doing... Fairly good right now, considering the sanctions that are on them. Uh, It hasn't over. It was affected short term. It doesn't appear so long term. The sanctions are uh, appear to be hurting uh, the West more than Russia at the moment. Go figure. But we'll dig into the article here together. This is from Cointelegraph. In recent months, Russian legislators have been preparing measures to fully institutionalize crypto as a properly taxable investment asset and a possible tool for foreign trade in Russia. Now they want to make it clear that the upcoming regu- regulatory turn won't include any window or adopting digital financial products as a payment method. It's interesting. Uh, on Tuesday, um, Anatoly Askovov, the head of the Financial Market Committee of the Russian Parliament lower, lower Chamber, the state Duma, introduced a bill that would prohibit the use of digital finance activities, uh, also known as DFA, to pay for any kinds of goods, goods or services. So no cryptocurrency Uh, I'm I'm, uh, assuming they're including Bitcoin in this as a medium of exchange for peer-to-peer transactions or anything else is what they want. Uh, The ruble is the official monetary unit currency of the Russian Federation. The informed article sets a a prohibition against the introduction of other monetary units or monetary surrogates on the territory of the Russian Federation. The bill refers to already existing legislation which doesn't explicitly prohibit using DFA's as a payment method, although de facto such operations still aren't considered legal in the country. The new document would make this beneficial and oblige DFA, which is digital assets again, exchange managers to withhold any deals, implicating the usage of crypto as a monetary surrogate. Um, So clearly they want to uh, protect the ruble at all costs. And... um, the best way to wear this would be to take power from people to decide what kind of currency they want to use. Obviously, uh, it's in Russia. They're not have never been known for a free and robust um, outlook towards the civilian population to engage the economy, however they should choose. It's always been very state controlled. I think that's pretty clear. No matter how you feel about what's happening today, uh, I think it's pretty clear that the economy is very much state-controlled and very much against a free market um, and has been for quite some time, well within most of our lifetimes. Um, so in essence, they are prohibiting crypto to be used in peer-to-peer transaction in an effort to keep the Russian ruble the uh, primary mover for transactions obviously in the russian economy uh if you're in the crypto space you know what kind of what kind of power peer to peer transactions of bitcoin can give an individual when it comes to uh banking and means of transaction quick means of transaction uh taxes and all that sort of stuff and uh the uh, the russian federation clearly wants to get ahead of that and limit the use case for crypto, uh, but it appears that they want to keep it uh, as a means of transaction that the government is allowed to do in regards to international trade. Uh, something else that's interesting. So rules for rules for the but not for me. It's a classic case of that. Uh, every government in the world suffers from this and Russia is no exclusion. Uh, that is pretty clear. Um, so no matter what your feelings are on, uh, Russia as a country and what's going on in the Ukraine, um, it's clear that they don't want to give people the same power that the state will have in, uh, in a means to conduct transactions, uh, because the Russia State's gonna be able to use crypto assets to transact people, uh people of Russia, that's illegal for you. Sorry. Um anyways, we're gonna get on to the next article here. And this is something I like reading. It's just an opinion piece by uh, Coindesk, and it's an opinion of how crypto can do good for the world, something I like to talk on fairly often here and uh believer in not necessarily uh, all of crypto i think a lot of crypto is a little bit of a gamble and uh, i do think we are riding the coattails of a um, uh, a recently passed bull market on a lot of these different cryptos but uh, bitcoin ethereum and definitely there are some big players in there that can do a lot of good for the world so, uh, for a means of transacting uh, bitcoin Specifically is what I believe in and how uh, good, how much good it could do uh, for the unbanked people of the world here. Um, we're going to go and dig into the article, how crypto can do good for the world. Coordination failures stem, our ability to solve big global problems. The Web3's economic designs can empower the next generation to do better. The post by Kevin uh, Owoki is part of the Road to Consciousness series. Let's dig into it here. Human society in the 21st century is faced with numerous global scale challenges and systematic risks. These challenges include climate change, misinformation and insecure digital asset, digital infrastructure, and a lack of economic prosperity. All while solutions for some of these problems are available, they go unsolved because not enough people, groups or nations, nation states have come together to address them in a coordinated way. It's hard for nation states to coordinate anything. Um, Extremely hard, which is for good and for bad. Uh, I'm sure there's some. It's good also that nation states can, for example, if they all wanted to uh, perform some kind of Bitcoin ban in the future, it's very, very unlikely all uh, all countries in, of the world will get behind that. And as long as there's one mining operation going, Bitcoin is uh, is available as a medium of exchange. Uh, Kevin oroski Owoki is the founder of Bitcoin dot. CEO, an Ethereum-based network for growing open-source software. This article is a preview of the talk she will give at the Big Idea stage on Consensus 2022 in Austin, Texas this week. Register for the Consensus 2020 here. Know Thy Enemy. The Chinese General Sun Tzu wrote, uh, for those that don't know, he's the author of The Art of War, really interesting book. The Chinese General Sun Tzu wrote that if you know the enemy and know thyself, You need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Humanity doesn't face persistent global scale problems because we lack solutions, data or ideas. Instead, systematic risks continue because humanity has failed to address them in a coordinated way. Groups often act as across act across purposes or even make enemies out of each other. When the true enemy is a conflict itself. Uh, you know, that's interesting. And, um, For all you people that are in relationships, it's interesting when you fight. There was something I read, and it uh, kind of opened my mind to when you and your partner are fighting or disagreeing with each other, uh, similar to what this is, as groups are fighting and disagreeing with each other to solve a problem, Uh, the most important thing to remember is the other side is not the enemy. Uh, The problem is the enemy, and you guys are working together to fix it, whether this be uh, your girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband uh children family sister whatever uh sister brother uh whoever it happens to be neighbor uh the problem is not when you're facing a problem together and arguing how to solve that problem it is not you versus them it is you versus the problem you both versus the problem something to keep in mind here but conflict won't fix climate change to fight coordination failure on the environment and other issues we need a coordination mechanism that is truly global in nature Luckily, we have found one. Decentralized blockchain networks allow us to create new incentives and mechanisms designed, designs that are borderless and direct. One way to reinforce coordination is to realign the economic incentives that support a system. By doing so, we create a systematic economic economic incentive for work to support that system. Five years ago, I saw an opportunity to create better incentives to help fix a specific realm suffering from coordination failure, open-source software. Near and dear to my heart. Much of the open source software that underpins our digital infrastructure was designed by and maintained by software engineers who are paid little or nothing for their work. The asymmetry between value creation and value capture is why I founded Gitcoin in 2017. We wanted to provide a system to enable those building open source software to raise money to fund their efforts. We help individuals and communities start, fund, and scale open source projects. Today, Gitcoin is a community of 312,000 developers and we have directed 62.1 million in funding open source projects. Um, so open source, there's zero question about it. Open source software is incredibly powerful in today's tech-based economy. Uh, when you're everyone's carrying around a smartphone, uh, PCs are kind of dying off. I guess in a way, maybe not necessarily dying off, but they're changing for. Uh, People are not necessarily using uh, PCs for work. They're mo- kind of moving into more than entertainment. Uh, laptops and tablets and smartphones are, uh, with the exception of, I guess, video calling. Uh, you know, I could be wrong about that. Maybe PCs are even making a comeback over the last two years. But Before that, they were kind of dying off. And maybe I should change my thinking about PCs. Uh, I'm, uh, I used to be uh, really into PC building. Uh, I still enjoy it, but... Recently gone to kind of max just for of use. Um, anyways, uh, what I mean is, open source software can have a substantial impact on privacy and um, privacy and security over. Uh, the course of the next five, 10 years and into the future and beyond. Uh, Open source software gives everyone, for those that don't know and are only interested in crypto, they're only listening for crypto. uh, Bitcoin is open source software. Ethereum is open source software. um, And what that does is it allows anyone who knows how to read code to read the source code and read, get into the inner workings of the code that brings that software to life. Uh, For example, you have like a Linux-based operating system. Uh, Somebody who knows how to read the code that the Linux-based operating system was built on can do a deep dive into that Linux-based operating system and make sure uh, that it is respecting your privacy as a user or even looking for holes, security holes to patch themselves. Uh, Everyone is free to audit the software. Look for bugs, glitches, holes, backdoors, all that kind of stuff. Open source allows that whole availability when you have... uh, closed-source software, like your Microsoft Windows, or uh, even though a Mac user, Mac OS, something like that, uh, the only people that are able to uh, audit that code are developers that are working for that private organization. Um, So imagine you had open-source software availability on all PCs and your phone, and there was uh, people watching out and watching your back and looking at that software and getting the inner workings of that operating system of your phone, that thing you carry around with you, all day, it would be a, a substantial upgrade to not just the user experience, I believe, over time, but also the privacies and security features of that software. Um, so in that case, Web3 does have, uh, Web3 has more uh, more potential to change things for the better than we realize. This, But this, however, is a good example, allowing the funding of open source software developers who, yes, it's exactly right. Most of them did their work for free for years and years and years. And uh, finally, maybe they'll get a little kickback in uh, when we're looking at Web3 in the future. So if you're interested more in this, check out Gitcoin.co. Uh, it, it kind of looked like it's just kind of borrowing from GitHub, only uh, Gitcoin, Gitcoin.co. On to the next article here. Got to do a little juggling around MasterCard has released uh, let me rephrase this edge releases first confidential bitcoin mastercard Uh, so let's take a deep dive into what this is this is from decrypt.co wallet provider aims to empower the unbanked with the bitcoin payment industry edge the company behind the popular edge cryptocurrency wallet today announced the launch of its new confidential mastercard that requires no kyc Or personally identifiable information to use, not a name, not a phone number, not an email address. Interesting. Edge co-founder and CEO Paul Pulley tells Decrypt, definitely not your actual address, nothing. You can create a virtual card in about 15 seconds inside of Edge. While privacy is key, Puey says economic empowerment is the defining principle behind the Edge MasterCard. I've known a handful of people that are unbanked. They simply cannot get a bank account for whatever reason. The new card is not only for Bitcoin. Peony tells decrypt that users can sell Bitcoin Cash, Dogecoin, Litecoin, and Dash to fund their Edge MasterCard to shop at eligible merchants in the United States. At launch, the Edge MasterCard will have daily a daily spending limit of a thousand bucks and can be used with Apple Pay and Samsung Google Pay coming later. The option to order a physical card for $20 is coming later this month. To fund their account, Edge customers sell their Bitcoin inside of their wallet and send the USD to their Edge MasterCard to make purchases instead of sending funds to the bank account. There are no fees to add to the card. Puny explains those who wish to shop at an online store can copy and paste their card's information and add a shipping and billing address to the order. Edge is the latest among Web3 companies to make its way into the Bitcoin payments uh, space for making everyday purchases in April, digital asset manager Nexo partnered with the Mastercard part, partnered with Mastercard to launch a Mastercard-backed crypto card in selected European markets. In December, Ledger announced the launch of a debit card that will let users spend their crypto directly on a collateral for cash purchases using Ledger Live platform. I'm going to check that out. I uh, like I have a Crypto.com card right now, um, but I am going to check out this as well. Crypto.com is KYC. Uh, last article today. This is from Coin um, Three altcoins that could surge once Bitcoin flips to thirty-five thousand K support. And let's see what they think. Ada, Cardano. Uh, this person thinks Ada is setting Ada is setting out for a eighty percent surge. And there's a bunch of um charts here to go along with it but right now i don't have a lot of faith in ta uh it's not predicting very much bitcoin's just swinging uh ranging continuing to range like it has been for the last year uh but it's ranging on a downward trend right now matic gains for a dollar looking at the weekly chart of polygon matic one can't help but notice it looks strikingly similar to ada matic and both ada have both sold off from $3 and are both stuck in the mid 50 cents to 60 cents price range. That is where the similarity mostly ends. Fundamentally, Matic remains strong. Governments worldwide have attempted to restrict or ban mining due to excessive energy costs for proof of work blockchains. And Matic is likely to avoid government scrutiny. Uh, I don't know, because Matic, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, XLM is their third coin. XLM lags the altcoin market, but is known for surprises. Um, this is non-financial advice. I don't recommend investing in XLM. Uh, to be honest, I don't. I don't think anyone's getting excited about it anymore. Uh, but uh, non-financial advice. But it's interesting to see uh, they have Matic, uh, Cardano. Cardano, I agree a hundred percent. It's um, right now. It seems like it's the clear. Uh, I won't say successor to Ethereum, but competitor to Ethereum is uh, seems to be Cardano, at the moment. Unless Solana can get their stuff together, but that could happen. So those could change uh, change market caps back and forth overnight uh, in a few days. So uh, non financial advice, Matic is always interesting. I don't hold any Matic. I've always kind of wanted to. Right now in this market, I'm just kind of holding Bitcoin because uh, I have a few little gambles, but matic is not one of them um ada i have held and sold and held and sold ada in the past and i'm sure at some point i will hold more of it xlm i've also had in the past but i haven't looked at xlm seriously in uh, over a year maybe longer um it's been quite some time uh thank you for listening oh wait a minute let's get into this did this just come out New York governor yet to commit to signing Bitcoin mining ban into law. We'll be looking at this bill very, very closely. We have a lot of work to do over the next six months. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure there wasn't an update there on the uh, New York mining ban, but there's not. And uh, there may not be actually for quite some time. And I hope they give that bill a real good look through and see the potential of what kind of green energy Bitcoin can bring into the state with the incentive of uh, the incentive of economics to uh, figure out new ways to produce energy cheaply and efficiently. And I hope New York state will understand that and get it and get behind Bitcoin money. Um, thank you for listening for to today's show. If you are listening on Spotify, please give us a follow and a review. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a subscribe and a review. We are a brand new podcast, and we're growing in a bear market, and uh, reviews help like nothing else. And I appreciate you, uh, any of the listeners, uh, giving a review on whatever platform they choose to listen on. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to our website at www.thewayofcrypto.com. You can email me there. Uh, as well as I have an RSS link. If any of you have your own podcast servers that you're running to uh, grab those podcasts and host them yourself. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on social media, I am at, at Way of Crypto cast, uh, on Twitter and TikTok as well at Way of Crypto. And you can send me a DM on either of those platforms and I'll get back to you. Have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. Bye for now.